How are you today? All right. I am Pastor Tom. It's good to have you with us as we worship God together here. Uh, there's several things going on or about to be going on around here that you should know about. Um, first of all, uh, if you are visiting with us or if you have any prayer requests, we encourage you to fill out this piece of cardstock in your bulletin, and we will follow up accordingly. Uh, also, uh, you can reach us through our website and submit prayer requests that way if you would like to. Uh, we do take those very seriously and encourage you to share those with us. Uh, later in the service, there will be members of our uh, officers available and others available to pray with you uh, during the time of offering. If you are in need of prayer while you are here, just look for them by one of the double doors in the back of this room, and uh, they would be happy to uh, spend some time in prayer with you during that time. Um, we have a ministry fair coming up August the 21st, and that is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have lunch, and we're going to have all kinds of things. Why are you smiling? There might be a special guest at the ministry fair. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Well, there will be a prize awarded to the ministry team that has the most outlandish approach to recruitment. So just be warned. Um, and uh, But that's coming up in August. And just to kind of prepare you for that, we're going to roll out a few different things in the lead up to that uh, that you'll get by email if you're in our group on, on our website. Uh, so... Sign up there, and you will get that information as it comes out. Uh, let's see. This is our season of officer nominations. So we have sent out uh, the, basically, we, we sent out a set of scriptures that pertain to the offices of deacon and elder. And then we send out a list of our members, our current members who are eligible to be nominated. And then we ask that you prayerfully look at those qualifications as they appear in Scripture. And when you're reading that and you say to yourself, that reminds me of this person, then nominate them. And we would like to receive those nominations uh, for the next few weeks. There are packets, those packets that we emailed out. There are some hard copies back there. Scott's standing right next to them. He's going to hold one up for you. Um, but you can grab one of those if you want the officer nomination packets. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Am I forgetting something? So I will send out an email tomorrow, probably. Those are always questionable promises with me. Um, but sometime early this week, I will send out an email with the details for the memorial service for Dean Johnson, who passed away this past week. Uh, Dean and Helen, uh, we're at Hope for, I don't know, 20 years or so, and uh, Dean uh, just finished a battle with pancreatic cancer, and uh, we have some cards in the front that our deacons have set out. If you want to write a note to Helen, there's some sympathy cards up front. Just pick one, write, write a note in there to her, and uh, we will get those to her. Um, but that service will be Friday at 5 p.m. this coming Friday at an Anglican church in New Braunfels. And I will send out the address and the details by email 
um, so that those of you who want them can have them and, and be there if you're available. Um, and uh, I will pray for Helen later when we, when we pray in just a moment. But uh, just wanted you to know that. And all right, what else? We should have, Charlie, we should have all the important people come down to the front, don't you think? All, how many we got? Oh, they're, they're coming out of the woodwork, <laughs> literally. Good morning, welcome. Anyone, anyone fifth grade or younger is welcome to come down uh, for our children's chat before they go off to Hope for Kids. And some of us are, you know, Jackie, you're welcome as well. All right. <laughs> there we go. Good, good. Well, come up here, Charlie. So what we need to do is just distill down your message for these young minds to just one simple idea. You know how you're going to do that? You think so? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're going to read, uh, well, I'll read it. How about this? I'll read a little snippet, and you're going to lay out what it means. Okay. You ready? All right. Piper, are you ready? Okay. See if, see if you understand this. Nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What do you think that means? What can separate you from God's love? Are you sure? Okay, you're right. Yeah, I mean, she's got a point. All right. So, Charlie... Can you uh, identify anything in this passage that we might think could separate us from the love of God? You know, um, there's like judgment, there's maybe anxiety, maybe there's like, <laughs> maybe there's um, our deeds just get sinful and we kind of just give in to God. And, um, yeah. Okay. Is your mic on? Oh, it just turned itself oh, right yeah. off, didn't it? It just turned off. Now we're coming back. How's that? That's right. good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry about so, that. <laughs> so we might think that something bad that we do would separate us from God's love. Is that possible? Can you do anything bad enough that God would take his love away from you? No. No. Good answer. Right? Because love is unconditional. Right? It doesn't stop. Ooh, that's one Good of your answer. points. That's yeah. Preach it, girl. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think that's it. I think that's the, the heart of the matter, that no matter what we think. So let's just say hypothetically, Charlie, that you backtalked your mother. Yeah. Not that you would ever do that. Never. Right? Um, would that separate you from the love of God? Um, no, because God's already forgiven everything that I will do. All right. And I have done. All right. 
But does that mean you don't have to apologize? No, I definitely have to apologize. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. God's love is unstoppable. Who said that? I think Zoe did. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I think they got it. Yeah. Right on. Good job. Can I pray for you guys before you go to Hope for Kids? All right. Dear God, thank you for these precious children, for the gifts that they are to our lives and to our church, and we pray your blessing over them as they study more of your word in Hope for Kids today. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and lead them into a deeper understanding of how much you love them and how they can never be separated from that love because it's your love and nothing can stop your love. And help them to know that and take that to heart and live out of that strength and confidence. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great time in Hope for Kids. Good job, Jackie. <laughs> All right. Have a All seat. Right. We'll see if we can not cause our mics to yeah. feedback. Don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. Um, so we should probably pray before we open God's word. Do you want to dial or hang up for that prayer? I'm going to hang up. You're going to hang up. All yes. right. I will dial, and then when, I, when there's that long, awkward pause, you take over. All right. All right. Father God, we um, pause as we come before your word, and we ask that you would be at work in each of our hearts to remind us of what it is that we need from your word, that most of all, that, that this exercise would lead us back to the foot of your cross, where we would understand more fully uh, your love for us and what that love means for us. We lift before you those whom we know and love who are sick or facing uncertain diagnoses, and we pray your healing mercies over your people. We also lift to you those who mourn, and we pray that you would pour out your comfort upon them. We think especially this morning of Helen Johnson as she mourns the loss of her husband, and we just pray your peace, your comfort, your presence with her. Uh, help us to minister to her well in this time, and we just thank you for bringing Dean home into your arms, that his suffering is over and that he is at peace with you. And Lord, we, um, we lift up our country at every level of government, our leaders elected and appointed, and we just pray for wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. We lift up our men and women in uniform. We pray your protection over them. We especially lift to you those who are in harm's way. We ask that you would bring them home safely to their families. And Lord, uh, we lift to you those who have returned home from their service to our country changed. And we pray that you would use us to pour out uh, your healing upon them, hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. And Father, we just pray that you would be with us, your church, this morning, here at Hope and all around the world, uh, that your word would go forth through your people and that it would not return to you empty. Lord, we thank you for this amazing day. We thank you for the opportunity that I have today to preach in front of all these amazing people. 
and um, I hope my word goes up to you, and I hope it reaches all these people today, and I pray for anyone who's in need right now, and anyone who needs this word. Just let me pray, amen. Amen. Good, good. So, Charlie, let's get to know you a little bit before we get started. Um, how old are you? I'm 16. All right, and how would you describe your relationship to Hope Church? Um, well, uh, it's kind of like a family thing. I've always been here. I'm, I'm not here every day, but... Right, you know, that's okay. It's, yeah. So by family thing, you mean... Like, my family brought me to the church, and I kind of go with my family. I've, I have another church that I go to, but, you we, know... We can share. It's okay. Yeah. 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 We like other churches. Yeah. For the most part. Did <laughs> I say that out loud? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, just to be clear, my competitor is not whatever other church you go to. It's St. Mattress. <laughs> that's, that's our biggest competitor. Um, so... Uh, your family at Hope includes uh, Sean Cunningham, your mother's sister, and her three kids. Yes, and yes. my lovely Aunt Jennifer. Your lovely Aunt Jennifer. Yes. Oh, she left. She can't hear She's us complimenting her. Chat. Okay. Well, there's no point in going on if she can't, like, <laughs> soak it up. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's your Aunt Jennifer and her three girls. Those yes. are all your cousins as well. Yes. And then your mom is their sister, et cetera. You get the idea. Yeah. 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 Do you need me to explain that any further? No. Okay, good. So you are in what grade? I will be in 11th grade this year. That will make you a junior. Junior, yes. All right. Um, and what are you involved in outside of your classes? Um, I am in football. Okay. And I run track. I do some other miscellaneous stuff, but those are the two main things in school. Okay. So what position in football? I'm a safety. I never liked safeties. Yeah. I think it's a little they difficult. They sneak up yeah. from places you're not expecting them and then just clock you. Yeah. Yeah, I never, never liked that. Um, I played offense, so <laughs> you were, you were a, my nemesis. You <laughs> and defensive ends. Anyway. Um, okay, so... Let's see. Uh, favorite color? Purple. Purple. That's yeah. a strong choice. It's like the mix between red and pink. Like it's like a You're back. Okay, I'm back. Yes. All right. I think it's like the perfect mix between red and blue, and that's kind of like a lot of people's favorite colors. Yeah. I just like the way it looks. I, I like it. Yeah. Strong choice. Yeah. Favorite movie? Uh, it can't be R-rated or further. Just keep it like PG-13 or less. Um. Maybe some new batteries. Yeah, I can talk loud if you want. All right. Here, let me see your battery pack real quick. <laughs> Technical difficulties. It's double A's. Double A's. All right. <laughs> Um, it's, <laughs> it's going to sound kind of funny, but you know, the new Top Gun was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was, it, it was, was pretty good. Am I, no, on now? Am I on now? Okay. I'm going to turn this off while we. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, we're back. We're back. All right. <coughs> Let's hope that was the problem. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So we're just gonna skip favorite movie, or you had a you had something funny? Um. PG thirteen wise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep going. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going. We're good. Uh, something with John Wayne in it. How about that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Good. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Anything else we should know about you? Um, I mean, not really. How many girlfriends do you currently have? <laughs> Zero. Zero. Okay, that's good. And uh, more than one at a time is dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not that I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, okay. So during youth group this past semester, um, we asked our youth to first come up with some aspect of life, some situation in life that was causing difficulty for them, um, some source of uh, struggle, etc. What did you come up with? Well, this year I've had kind of like a lot of anxiety about like my life and my life to come, and I've kind of just been anxious and okay. doubtful about what I'm going to do. Okay. So it's anxiety. So you're looking at your junior year mm -hmm. and you know what everyone tells you, which is it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, the hardest it's year. a very hard year and there's a lot on the line your yes. junior year. Yes. Um, so you're just kind of feeling that and it's, it's right on the threshold and you, you know it's coming. So, uh, and then you've probably got um, like with, with your sports, um, You've probably got some position tryouts, and you gotta not just make the team, but win your position. And there's stress there. And yeah. Okay. So, um, but it sounds like if you run track, you got wheels. E I would say. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, so, just sort of in in the lead up to what is probably going to be a stressful year, you're kind of already feeling the stress from that. Um, and I think a lot of us can relate to things that are on the horizon or right across the threshold yeah. uh, that are causing us anxiety or stress. And, and so I think, I think you've got a good access point. And then we gave you the opportunity to look through some of the names of God and identify one or more that really spoke to you in that place of uh, anxiety or just, you know, the stress of what's to come, and what did you identify as a name of God that, that spoke to you the most? Well, for me, I kind of feel like sometimes that, you know, if life is getting hard, that maybe God isn't there. Okay. So I picked Emmanuel, which means God with us. Good. Um, so that is, a, that is a word that the prophet Isaiah uses to describe the coming Messiah in chapter 7 of the book of Isaiah. And then Matthew, the author of the Gospel of Matthew, um, quotes that verse 
from Isaiah in his introduction to Jesus in chapter 1, I think. Yes. Can yes. you read Matthew 1, 22 and 23 for us, please? Yes, I can. All right. <coughs> Bear with me here. You All this it. took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. Which means? God with us. Good. Okay. And that's, the parentheses there are actually in the Bible. Not in the Greek, but in the yeah. English. Yeah. Um, okay. So there is the appearance of the word Emmanuel, the idea that God is with us, and that especially through Jesus, God has fulfilled his promise to always be with us. Um, and then there was, a, there was an Old Testament passage that you came across uh, that kind of resonated with you. Well, you want to read that to us as well, the Deuteronomy uh, 31.8? And this is, this is Moses talking to Joshua right before Joshua's junior year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Good. So God speaking to Charlie right before his junior year. It, are you listening? It is the Lord who goes before you. Yes. Uh, he will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Those are strong words. Um, you had a couple of, of thoughts on that passage. Will you share those with us? Um, well, in my eyes, it means that, you know, you don't have anything to fear because, like, the Lord is always with you. Good. Yes. Yeah, so this idea that, that we, f we spend time in fear <laughs> or yeah. anxiety or whatever, uh, but there's really nothing that we need to fear. Uh, and then what was your other observation, please? Um, my other observation was that... Um, you know, sometimes even if we feel that God isn't there, you know, he's always there. That's the Emmanuel part. Good. Even if we feel that he's not, he's there. Right. There's this, this tension between the way we feel and the reality, which sometimes are, they don't appear the same. Yeah. And, but uh, so our feelings can sort of deceive us into thinking that God has forgotten us. Um, and we'll see a reference to that in this next passage. So we decided to land in the, towards the end of Romans chapter 8. And Paul has been in a, a series of sort of discussions. He's writing to a young church th that he's never been to. And he's trying to help them understand uh, who Jesus is, what the problem, the human problem is, which is our, our hearts are not right, we're yeah. sinful, um, and that God has orchestrated his grand plan in a way that he is going to take care of the problem. He's going to take care of our sin and free us from that. And so he has this whole chapter on, uh, just before this one, on this discussion of like, well, my, my, my flesh wants to do bad things, my soul wants to do good things, and there's this battle that rages within me. And he sort of ends with this, you know, a wretched man that I am and sort of leaves the question in chapter 7 as to what do we do with the fact that we're so broken. And, and then the beginning of chapter 8, you remember how he opens up chapter 8, verse 1? This is a trap. I mean, I didn't warn you about this. 
Um, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yes. Right? So he, he takes on that whole struggle that we have with our sin, the guilt, and the shame that it brings, and he says, just God's taken it. Yeah, he just throws it away. He throws it away, and you are free, right? And so he comes back to that question in, towards the end of chapter 8. Will you read those verses <coughs> for us that we're going to study a little bit? Romans 8, 31 through? Romans 8, 31 through 39. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. What then sh- uh, shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And 33. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Uh, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? For or who it was? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us all? Or for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or prosecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are all being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate from us, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Very good. Um, yeah, that's a, just a really powerful and robust articulation of the truth that God is always with us. Um, so, we decided to look at this passage in two parts. Um, take us into that first part, those verses 31 through 34, and kind of what they said to you and what we can take away from that. You know, the first part says that if God is for us, who can be against us? And yes. I think that's really strong because, you know, God is the one. So who can be against us if he's the one? Right. Yeah, yeah So so you've got like, you know, the, the the biggest being in the universe is on your side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <coughs> this passage describes, I think, <coughs> first of all, um, God's grace, his heart of grace, that he's for us, right? Yeah. And so there's this call in these words for us to, to just grab a hold and lay claim to that unstoppable grace. Yeah. Like it we in fact you could you could not lay hold of it and it'll claim you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um uh so there is that that's kind of the first look we're going to take so we're going to claim God's unstoppable grace and what does that cause us to learn? What do we to know and take from that? You know, if God already forgave us, he had to forgive us through his son Jesus. Good. So, yeah. Okay. So, here's a here is a God who um, did not spare even His own Son for us for us to redeem us. And so, that is the God who is for you. We have 
forgiveness in his son. What else do you see in this passage? You know, I see that all of the blessings that he's given us, like he gave up his son and all the things he does for us daily that we don't see. And I think that even if we don't see it, he gives us everything. Good. Yeah, in that verse 32 that, uh, you know, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? All things. His, his heart is to bless. So he's, he's forgiven, and then his heart is to bless. Um, and then what are we to find in the authority of God? You know, he's the one who judges you. And I think that um, he's the one that provides your forgiveness. Like, there's nothing else that he's already given us everything. There's nothing else he could do. Yeah, so there's a lot of legal imagery in this passage, and it's as if the judge, you know, says, you know, guilty, and then he says, by the way, I'll pay the yeah, penalty. Yeah, I already, I already did it. Yeah, I've already <laughs> taken care of this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we are to find forgiveness blessing and safety in the fact that it's it's the authority of God to condemn us or to judge us is coming from the same being who has enacted his holy plan to redeem us yeah so he's not going to defeat himself that doesn't yeah. make any sense yeah um, okay so we're to know that God is for us what else what else do we see in these verses you know I think that we see that God has already forgiven us and that he has the authority to condemn. And like you said, he's not going to go against himself. So he's already kind of laid out our plan, so to speak. Yes. And are we going to execute that plan perfectly? No. 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 Um, so does it mean we shouldn't care? No, we should definitely care. Okay. We should care, <laughs> but we're also covered. Yes. Okay. So... That's, I think, what the Bible means spiritually by freedom. Yeah. Right? That, that we should care. Freedom isn't uh, just license to do whatever we want. Yeah. Right? Um, but in that state of forgiveness, we're actually free to try to love God mm -hmm. better. Okay. So the fact that, that Christ is the one who has the authority to condemn us, sets up this, this whole flow of thought that we're to find freedom from condemnation, that um, you know, the one who died to redeem us is the one, yeah. only one who has who, the authority yeah. to condemn us. Okay, yeah. So keep moving through uh, this, this section for us. We've got the call to find freedom from condemnation. What else do you see there? Um, I think... Um, I think that, you know, we've, he's already found freedom, and we've, we've found freedom in his condemnation, so, you know, we're pretty set up for uh, what is to come. Good. And so just keep moving through those points you collected there. Okay. Um, you know, I think we should find strength in his resurrection, and, you know, God is the one who goes up to bat for us in heaven. And yeah. He's, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes he may not physically be there, but, you know, it's the Emmanuel part that even if you can't see him, he's always there. Yeah. And so we have this God that gives us freedom, forgiveness, and strength. And this idea that 
Christ didn't just die for our sins. He, yeah. was, he was then resurrected from the dead to give us hope that there's something other than this life. And then he, he didn't just come back from the dead, which is a pretty neat trick. Um, he yeah. ascended to the right hand of God the Father. And this even says that you know, where he is now, what he's doing is, let's see if I can find it. He's at the right hand of God who indeed is interceding for us. So he is actively for us, mm-hmm. right? He's actively trying to advocate for our standing before God. Um, we have the support of the Son of God who actually went all the way to the cross to demonstrate his love. Yeah. Okay. So... We have this um, this unstoppable grace that has been uh, extended to us through Christ, and then there's a key word that occurs um, a couple times towards the end of this passage, uh, several times actually. Um, take us through this second point. Um, you know, what do we? What do you see here? You know, I see that even. When you feel that God is distant, that, um, you know, he's there. And sometimes it takes that part of you to realize that maybe you should, like, confess your distress in a sort of way. That maybe you should see maybe your anxiety or doubt or fear Mm -hmm. or anything. and Just kind of bring yourself to the word of God. Good. Um, To sort of... As in the same way we claim his grace, we're to claim his love to acknowledge the times in our lives when God feels distant and to be honest and just confess that and express the despair that we... So we, we talked about what Paul does here is he, he quotes from Psalm 44. Remember us reading that? I think so. Okay, so it's kind of a weird one because it's not like a happy-go-skippy mm-hmm. psalm. It's like, God, where are you? Yeah. Like what what's going on? Why yeah. did why did you not show up? Mm-hmm. Right? Have you ever felt that way? I have felt yeah, that way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and I think I think it's that gets to exactly what Paul so he quotes this psalm that really is about feeling distant from God. At the same time that he's reminding us that God is with us yeah. and he's for us and he loves us. So you have in um in verse 35, you have the word love. And then in verse 39, you have the, the, word, the, the word love again. So there's this, this honesty that we're to acknowledge when God feels distant. Um, what else did you see in that passage, like 37 through 39? What did you see there? You know, I think for me that to find love from Jesus, it's kind of like I'm finding security inside of him. Okay. And, um, you know, he's, love is the, I think it's the most powerful thing in the universe. Good line. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that, you know, to defeat sin, we kind of have to love ourselves and Mm -hmm. Jesus to kind of defeat sin. Yeah. Um, it's it's that 
It's that sort of abiding love that we're called into, which is, you know, like if I was trying to get you to behave better, I might, I might try to bribe you. Yeah. Like if you, if you do all these things I want you to do, I'm going to give you a paycheck. Yeah. Right? Or I might try to scare you. If you don't do these things I want you to do, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Right? Um, but God says just, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, and, yeah. And there's, you know, and it's like, what do, you, what do we do with that? Right? It's, it's very unhuman in a sense. Yeah. Right? There's no conditions. There's no... Uh, Something in return. There's no promise or threat. Yeah. There is a promise, but there's no carrot. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I love you. And then that frees us up to go, oh, wait, you mean I'm forgiven? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, okay. So this idea that in Christ, God has overcome our limitations, that we're to find security in his love, and then where are we to stand? You know, um, I think we're going to stand in his victory and Good. stand in everything that he's defeated in the past and kind of just, you know, God is the most, so I want to stand with him. I want to put myself next to him. Good. Um, can you list some of the things that this passage says that he defeated in verses 38 and 39? You know, um, he defeated death. He defeated all of our doubtful feelings and, you know, all of the kind of gray spots that we might have with him. Okay. And, yeah, and it's such a comprehensive list. You know, he goes through uh, death or life, angels or rulers, the present or the future, yeah. uh, other types of power, um, height, depth, anything else. Like, he just covers a lot of bases. Yeah, he covered all the bases. Yeah. Um, it's a really comprehensive statement that Paul is making, which I don't think, like, I don't know that I contemplate that well yeah. in my own life. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I did it again. I screwed yeah. up again. I, you know, whatever. I hurt this person. Uh, mm. And God's like, I've I got forgive you. Yeah, I forgive yeah. you. I've got that covered. I got that covered. I got that covered. He's even got you covered. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's unstoppable grace. There's unstoppable love that's available to us through Christ. Um, just kind of summarize this uh this whole message for us, just kind of take us into that final thought. You know, in my eyes, I kind of see that sometimes that when I feel that God isn't there, he's kind of there the most when I need hmm. him. And, you know, sometimes people have things that happen to them and they think, where was God? You know, he left me, he left me in the dust. And like, they felt that he wasn't there, but really... He was there the whole time holding your hand. Good. But you just sometimes you don't see it. Good. Yeah, this, um, this uh, sort of difference between what we see and feel and what's eternally true yeah. is, is sometimes uh, shocking, yeah. right, that we can be that short-sighted mm -hmm. sometimes. And um, so, okay, so... You know, your junior year's coming. You're yeah. going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. What do you do? Pay attention. All right. <laughs>
and, and, you know, this idea that God is with you, even when you're distracted, he's with you, and that he'll bring you back to where you need to be, and there may be some hard lessons in the, in the process, but he's always there, he's always with you, and I really appreciated um, both your, your willingness to, because when I, you know, when I was your age, I don't know that I could have articulated a feeling, <laughs> right, other than <laughs> hunger, maybe, um, and so when we were having this conversation, you were actually very quick to just go, yeah, I'm kind of overwhelmed by what I'm about to go through, Yeah. you know, and, and it's interesting that, that in this, you know, Paul covers that, um, nor things present, nor things to come, right, can separate us from the love of God, and, uh, and I really enjoyed your identifying the idea that God is with us as a comfort to you in the, in the face of what you're about to go through. Yeah. And I do, hope, I do hope that will be something that recurs to you in the midst of that stress, like, oh, yeah, God's with me. And I hope that's true for all of us when we're you know, under pressure, up against a wall, that we remember God is with us. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add? Um, you know, I would like to say that, you know, sometimes in the past, like I felt that I'm kind of sitting in my room and I'm thinking what I'm going to do. I've got so much schoolwork and I've got so much outside work that, you know, I need to get done, but maybe I don't want to do it. And I just, in the past, I've kind of felt that, you know, I don't look at my Bible all the time. I, I do have one, and I kind of crack it open sometimes mm-hmm. and look at it. And, um, you know, I kind of look at it, and I realize that all the stuff that God's done for me, and mm-hmm. I kind of just stay in his word. Yeah. And Good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Let's pray. Okay. You want to dial this time? Um, I will dial. All right. You dial. I'll hang up. Okay. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that I had the opportunity to come up here and that I felt comfortable with this whole church and their um, willingness to let me come up here and preach my word. And I hope that today um, my word reached some people that maybe needed it or, you know, um, people that may not have needed it, but were still willing to listen. I pray for all the people that are in need right now. I pray for our country and I pray for all the things that are coming up in the future, and that we'll be okay. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. That's how I call, that's how I should hang Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job.